millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code gold to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future go to noblegoldinvestments.com now noblegoldinvestments.com this performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. So, I just saw a comment in the chat I wanted to comment on because I, uh, Gixer Trickster, so... I, I don't mind, honestly, if you think that Vivek is a POS, but I, I don't think that this comment is correct. You say if it wasn't for his company, there'd be no clot shot. So from my understanding, Vivek had a pharmaceutical company that used the company to purchase a drug that had not been launched by another company. If you were to say that Vivek's company was scandalous because it never delivered on a working product, then I, I would agree with that. But I'm not aware of Vivek's company having anything to do with mRNA technology. I, I'm perfectly willing to be proven wrong. I'm just saying I hadn't heard that yet. So anyways, if you've got something you want to send it to me, I'm definitely interested in hearing. But that's not the subject of today's show. Today we're going to be talking about Fannie Willis. We're going to be talking about President Trump's massive win still in Iowa, where we're going from here. Most importantly, Javier Millier at the World Economic Forum. Now, if you saw that he was speaking there and you thought, my God, I was right. Not me, not Red Bill 78, but that you were right when you said that Malay was a deep state plant. But anyways, it's not quite that. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We'll be right back after this. 
My friends, gold is on the rise. It just soared past $2,000 an ounce. And the wars in Israel and the Ukraine, plus the rate cuts that are on the table, well, all of these things are working together to help fuel the meteoric rise of this beautiful, precious metal. And the top banks, Deutsche Bank, UBS, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, all of them are forecasting sizable rate cuts coming up in the election year. And you've got the heads of the top financial firms pointing out the similarities to what we see in America now in the 1970s. Take a look back at 1979. At that time, we had the Iran hostage crisis. There was war in the Middle East, and major U.S. cities were in disarray and stagflation. At that time, gold went from $158 an ounce in 1974 to $850 an ounce in 1980. Meanwhile, our national debt is skyrocketing even higher. There's a direct correlation between the national debt and the price of gold. Back in 2020, the U.S. debt was at $23 trillion and gold was $1,500 an ounce. Well, now in 2023, it's $33 trillion and gold is over $2,000 an ounce. Now, President Trump, he warned us the U.S. dollar no longer being the world standard will be our greatest defeat in 200 years. So you can call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Remember to mention me, Zach Payne, and Red Pill News. And when you do, you will always get best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you might be eligible for the no-fee-for-life IRA. It's available on qualifying rollovers, and to find out if you do qualify, give them a call today at 888-857-6092 and get your free investor guide today. Once again, Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for seven years in a row. Call them today at 888-857-6092. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. So the reason I was just like a minute or two late is because my headphones have been broken for a while. And I've been trying not to buy a new pair because they work. It's just that the mechanism that holds them onto the bar that goes on top of my head, that's broken. And so I've been hobbling them together every couple of days, just making sure that I can put them on and keep them there, and then everything's fine. Well, today, as I was going to put them on my head, the left one just popped off, and uh, and the, it, it, the 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 bar, the spring loaded bar, hit me in the for in the forehead, and so I was like, ah. Anyways, so I got it fixed, and now we're on the air, and everything's good. So, um, I, 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 well, who was it? It was Rebel Nader. Rebel Nader wanted to know why I entertain people in the chat. Well, you know, to be quite honest with you, I never know who the people are in the chat. You know, it might be somebody who's just never said anything before. Uh, but more than anything, uh, if I see something that I don't think is quite true, doesn't mean that they're doing it in a nefarious sense or that they're doing it intentionally. I just like to go ahead and address it because I would hate to see somebody say, I saw in Red Pill 78's chat that Vivek Ramaswamy uh, went on CNN and said, I am the Antichrist. And then, you know, that's a bad thing. I, I don't want that to happen. Uh, Q Patriot Angel, good to see you. Just as I was finishing the replay of last night's Eye of the Storm on Badlands, I thought of the one whom the Badlands crew I found first would make an amazing guest host. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I, uh, I've actually spoken with Paul just over the this past weekend. 
And we've been working on getting him back on my show and uh, hopefully me getting on his show as well. So that'll probably happen sometime in the very near future. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate you being here. We have a lot to discuss today. I need to give a whole bunch of thank yous already over here on my uh, my Foxhole Fam channel over here at thepill.net. Thick Ray says, it's happening. The truth is loose. It certainly is. Just Duckies, good to see you, buddy. Peace, love, and freedom pending. Much love and proud to be. Proud to be standing here alongside you as well, sir. Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Just Duckies also dropping a MAGA. Sean Joe with another cookie, Porpoiseful as well. And then NetFolks1, thank you so much for the can. So... It is cold, guys. That global warming is really hitting home right now. I am having a difficult time keeping my house warm. It's like in the 40s. Ooh, but that's nothing compared to so many other places all around the world where record cold temperatures have brought the civilizations of these various industrial centers to a virtual halt. Over the weekend in Chicago, the people of Chicago who drive Teslas and other electric vehicles found that they essentially turn into ice cubes when it gets too cold out. They just don't like to run. That, my friends, is a symptom of the way battery technology works. It has to get up to a certain temperature so that it can properly hold and discharge the electricity. Otherwise, if it's too cold, it really doesn't give uh, a rat's ass as to where you are or what you have to do. The thing about it is, if you're in a Tesla or you're in some other electric vehicle and your power is completely discharged, uh, or you get to the charging station and it doesn't work because it's all gummed up with ice, well, uh, then you're going to find yourself in a really difficult position. And that's a very expensive $100,000 mistake. Uh, and $100,000, that's like the top of the line Teslas. That's like the, the baseline Ford F-150 Lightnings. And then, of course, the uh, GM Hummers, which are just so big. I don't know why anybody would want to drive them. Uh, I've driven a couple of cube trucks before, like uh, U-Haul vans, uh, maybe a, a Penske truck. And, and I feel like those Hummers are even bigger than that. Uh, now... It's a lot of fun to drive electric vehicles, uh, but they only work when it's warm out. And so that's why most people, when asked, are not interested in buying an electric car, specifically 65% of Americans. Now, I know they're telling us that it's going to be uh, warm everywhere, but the truth of the matter is we have wide swaths of the United States, which uh, frequently are plunged to icy temperatures. I saw people in the chat talking about it being negative 14 degrees, negative 24 degrees. And like I said, here in Florida, it's like 40 degrees right now. It feels pretty chilly. I was wearing a coat until just a few minutes ago. Lisa totally made fun of me, and I'm okay with that. But if we take a look as drivers are being stranded in their electric vehicles, realizing that without heat, the batteries simply don't work, they are turning away from the idea of electric vehicles at an ever-increasing rate. Interestingly enough, coming up here very soon in the next week or two, I have a, 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 an, an automotive journalist who's going to be on the show. Uh, she's actually a viewer of uh, this channel and then, of course, Badlands, and she specializes in uh, a variety of different technologies surrounding automobiles. And we're going to be specifically exposing the EV vehicle grift that, of course, uh, Joe Biden and his Green New Deal agenda are trying to push on us. But this poll was done, I believe, just in the wake of the tragedies that took place in Chicago and other cold areas of the country over the weekend. 
And uh, it was no surprise to me, should be probably no surprise to you, but it seems like maybe it was a surprise to the government and to the electric vehicle manufacturers that the overwhelming majority of American citizens on Tuesday say they are unlikely to consider buying an electric vehicle. There's probably a number of factors included in there, but Rasmussen reports are the one who ones who released this poll. And I got to say, out of the polling companies, the national polling companies, I trust Rasmussen more than any of the other ones. They've also done some great polls on the stolen 2020 election. But 65% of American adults say they will not consider buying an EV when they purchase their next car. That includes 37% who say they are not likely at all to purchase an EV. That's fewer than 3 in 10 American citizens who say that they would consider buying an EV. And if you take a look at the uh, the, the wealth gap that's uh, uh, ravaging America, uh, those three less than three in ten, that's probably like the wealthiest people across the country, uh, the ones living in ivory towers who, who are probably getting the most benefit from all of those uh, tax incentives that are going to end up right back in their pockets. About 52% of people making at least $200,000, that's how much you got to make if you want to buy an electric vehicle, say they are likely to purchase an EV as their next car. That includes 33% who said that they are very likely to do so. Now, when we take a look at the other end of the spectrum, more than 7 in 10 working and lower class, lower middle class Americans who make between thirty and $50,000 a year say they are not considering buying an electric vehicle. That includes 46% who said they are not likely to buy an EV at all. If you make only between thirty to $50,000 a year, as the vast majority of people all across America do, there's no way you're going to buy an electric vehicle. An electric vehicle is going to cost more than one year's freaking salary. You can buy a home for some of the salaries of some of these people for for the price of an electric vehicle. You would rather have some place to live, I would assume, than have an electric vehicle that you're still going to have to pay exorbitant fees to charge up every single day. Now, with this global warming scenario that they're trying to push on us, a lot of people are waking up because obviously if we were warming as a world, then we wouldn't be having these very, very cold winter Arctic freeze blasts that are hitting the various areas of the United States. In Chicago, as I said, EVs have piled up at these Tesla charging stations because the cars have become immobile because they're simply too cold. We also have a consumer report survey that was conducted at the end of 2023 And they found that EVs have almost 80% more problems than gas-powered cars using traditional combustion engines. That's shocking to me, to be quite honest with you. Because I was told, and I'm sure you've been told as well, that one of the benefits of owning an electric vehicle is that you've got fewer moving parts. And so, therefore, you have fewer things that can go wrong. Well, I guess at the end of the day, the truth is that when everything is drive-by-wire, when you've got transistors and computers, computer chips and all kinds of electronic doodads that make up that car. If one of those things goes out, then my God, you're not going to be able to drive that $100,000 brick. So say la vie to electric vehicles, unless you are one of those people who's making close to half a million dollars a year. All right, you guys, before we get into the next aspect of today's show, I have a brilliant, brilliant meme that I wanted to share with you. This is coming from 
from uh, somebody on Twitter, Apoctaz, Apoctaz. And this was actually shared by Don Jr., which is how Lisa saw it and sent it over to me. And uh, (laughs) just let me play it and you'll see. No, 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 no. Where white evangelicals are overrepresented in the Republican (laughs) electorate. No, 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 no. Joy Reid's Trump hair fished off by Don Jr. This is one of the funniest memes I have ever seen. Look at her hair. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so accurate. It's so accurate. We talked about her hair yesterday. And uh, that is definitely, definitely her Donald Trump wig. She's channeling her inner Donald Trump. All right. So. Um, you know, before we get into the first big story of the day, which is the continuing saga of the soap opera that is Fannie Willis and Fulton County District Attorney's Office, I have another Trump song that I wanted to play for you guys. Uh, and this one, this might make me a little misty. This might, uh, this might bring a few tears to your eyes or it might bring a smile to your face. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Mama, just kill the man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. Goodbye, everybody. I've got to go. Gotta be
Trump sings Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> oh, I love that one. That's such a good one. And I have so many more on deck, you guys. So get ready. I'm going to try to do one Trump song every single day. I'm probably going to run out of them, I'll be quite honest with you. But you don't like Hang 'em High? You don't care for it? Okay, well, that's fine. So in that case, let's talk about Fannie Willis. Uh, what's interesting is that the fallout for the Fulton County DA's office is starting to filter into the rest of society. This is not just a story for the right. This is not just a story for conservatives. This is a story... For America, because it highlights the deep level of corruption that's inherent in the United States government, in the Georgia state government, in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. This is so much bigger than a woman as a prosecutor hiring her boyfriend who doesn't have any prosecutorial experience, does never worked on a RICO case. And she pays him way too much money and then profits off of it. It becomes a massive snowball and it calls into question every single thing that Fannie Willis has ever done as Fulton County District Attorney. So now an op-ed has been written in one of the liberalist leftist publications on America's on America's surface, which is the Daily Beast. So the title of this article is in call is titled Why We Can't Shrug Off the Fannie Willis Scandal. And it's written. <laughs> oh, hang up. I says it's not your fault. Tech. I never did like Bohemian Rhapsody. Man, I, I, I got to say, I, I was always a huge fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. And and I and probably honestly, because of Wayne's World, because like that was a huge thing when I was a little kid. Maybe if you're older and uh, you were like a contemporary to Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody coming out. I, I, either way, I, I don't uh, I don't begrudge you the right to have your own feelings about that song. But continuing, continuing. So this is written by a Georgia lawyer by the name of Andrew Fleischman. Uh, just yesterday in the Daily Beast, he published this opinion piece that said Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis should resign if these allegations that she hired her boyfriend, paid him too much money, and then profited from the entire scam, benefiting a special prosecutor and romantic partner. If this is true, Fannie Willis cannot perform her duties. And even more than that, guys, I've already told you about the efforts that the Georgia state legislature has put into uh, uh, into practice there. Uh, this is a massive scandal of corruption, and it shows that Fannie Willis is not truly exercising her duties as Fulton County District Attorney. She, she is fleecing the good citizens of the state of Georgia. So who is Fleischman? Well, he is a partner at a large law firm, Sessions and Fleischman. And this piece was just published yesterday. He says, if the DA prosecuting Trump prolonged an investigation to justify a heavy salary for a romantic partner, that is a genuine conflict of interest that would require her dismissal. This is not something that can be written off. This cannot be whisked away. Somebody has to take action against Fannie Willis. This woman is a monster. TZ Burton says, let's make sure that Zach has the equipment to keep broadcasting. Thank you so much, TZ. I really appreciate you, buddy. But he's not wrong. This is such a tremendous betrayal 
and a really clearly defined conflict of interest. So uh, he also notes that after the allegations were made public, Willis gave a speech. We talked about this yesterday, decrying the expectation that black women be perfect. And she compared herself to Martin Luther King Jr. Now, that right there for me, that's some nuclear cringe Uh, because Martin Luther King was tormented by the FBI, as we spoke about just a couple of days ago, about his personal life, his political enemies came after him and attempted to use his private activities to stop him from committing his public mission, which was, of course, civil rights for all people. But it's very different with Fannie Willis, because she's not doing God's work. She's doing the work of the Biden regime. She is also taking money from the people of Georgia. Now, yes, she's black, but that's where the comparisons to Martin Luther King Jr. end. Also, it was the FBI. It was the FBI that was going after Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) Ah, LKW Cross, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it was the FBI that was going after Martin Luther King Jr. Um, nobody's persecuting Fannie Willis. Somebody caught her with her hand in the cookie jar or in Nathan Wade's pants, if you want to be more specific. She claimed that Nathan Wade, her boyfriend with no prosecutorial experience, that his race and not his limited criminal litigation experience was the basis of public skepticism. And she noted that people have not scrutinized the other two public prosecutors who are white about their credentials. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Well, that's because the other two public prosecutors are skilled lawyers in their field. They're also not being paid anywhere near what Nathan Wade is being paid. In fact, they're being paid roughly 50% less. (laughs) So Fleischman argued that while the other two prosecutors are incredibly qualified, they earn less than Wade. Anna Cross, that's one of them. She is a former DeKalb County assistant district attorney. Well, She's got some bona fides there. She knows what she's doing. She has been a prosecutor. More than that, she has handled dozens of felony appeals and argued important motions on behalf of Fulton County. Now, the other guy, John Floyd, he's widely considered to be Georgia's leading expert on state RICO prosecutions. He helped to draft the law, (laughs) the RICO law in the state of Georgia. But together... As a total, a sum total of their work for Fulton County District Attorney's Office, they billed $116,000. So roughly $58,000 a piece. And that is less than one quarter of Wade's total billings. And according to an agreement that was obtained by the Daily Caller, Floyd has been paid about $100 less per hour than Wade. The man who has no experience is getting paid nearly double what the guy who actually wrote the book on this law is getting paid. It's almost a scandal in my eyes that uh, John Floyd, who is so adept and skilled in the subject of racketeering criminal cases, and he actually wrote the law for Georgia on RICO, that he would even take part in this scam. Because it's quite obvious that Donald Trump and all of his associates have not engaged in racketeering. This is not some criminal organization. It's a series of benign actions that have been strung together in a narrative crafted by a lawyer who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And this guy, John Floyd, he's playing along. I mean, maybe he's like, maybe he saw an easy payday. Maybe he said, hey, man, 150 bucks an hour, it's better than just sitting at home. I suppose it is. But Fleischman dismissed the argument from Willis that Wade was competent because he had hired, he had been hired as a special prosecutor while a white, no, by a white Republican when Cobb County hired him to conduct an investigation into jail deaths. So he has been a special prosecutor in the past. But he was investigating the criminal murder 
of inmates, okay, either at the hands of other inmates or at the hands of jail staff. That one's just a, a, a little bit different than a complicated racketeering case that involves the president of the United States of America, who just also happens to be running for president again and is uh, quite clearly the front runner among all candidates in both parties. This is a very different beast. So the author continues, a local news station successfully argued that the investigation was only launched to prevent the public from filing open records requests into the deaths. So it's arguable whether or not Nathan Wade actually did any investigation at all. This is a typical trick that you'll see the federal government and state governments do. Uh, well, in this case, it was a uh, county government, but As long as it's an open investigation, they can't talk about it. As long as it's an open investigation, you don't have the right to ask what the heck is going on. Uh, It's the same thing with uh, 9-11 for a long time. You know, I mean, take a look at the uh, the pipe bomber in D.C. on January 6th. Nobody's talking about it because it's an open investigation. They're never going to tell anybody anything, and they want to keep it that way. They want to keep a lid on the whole thing. And, of course, there's also the issue of Nathan Wade filing divorce papers to his wife the day after Fannie Willis hired him. I have to be honest. I had initially thought that his wife must have been the one to initiate the divorce. But it appears that Nathan Wade, probably because he was cheating on his wife with Fannie Willis and knew that once he started working with her, this was going to come out. So he would have to file for divorce. But even if he were indisputably the best person available for the role. He was paid $654,000, and Willis made choices throughout her prosecution that seem, in hindsight, calculated to require him. She set the whole thing up just so that she could bring her boy toy to the office and pay him as much money as possible. Mommy gonna get paid. (laughs) She said, Nathan, I want you to take me on a cruise. And he said, Fanny, just hire me, baby. So Fleischman, of course, is not a fan of Donald Trump. He's not writing this article in the Daily Beast because he supports the position of Donald Trump. And he said that Willis's hiring of Wade to gather evidence was rare and likely delayed trying Trump before the November election. Now, that right there is very interesting to me as well, because uh, what if Fannie Willis is uh, being directed to throw this whole thing down the drain. Uh, what if she was just needed to go through a pretense of uh, attempting to try Donald Trump for the whole thing to get exposed and then for new investigations to boomerang around on the people who are trying to take down Donald Trump? It's not necessarily likely, but it's certainly an interesting thought exercise. Wade was broadly used during those special grand jury proceedings, and he earned hundreds of thousands of dollars by helping to conduct them. I can just see him sitting in the court with the grand jury. He's on his phone. He's texting Fanny. He's like, send me nudes. <laughs> she's in her office and uh, and she's counting money. She is stacking bills and counting it right there. Uh, buying tickets for a cruise ship. Anyways, 
Uh, let's see. He earned hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm back down to here. Fleischman also noted Willis's shaky record of conflicts of interest. Oh, Fannie Willis has a history of conflicts of interest? You don't say. Hmm. Writing that back in 2022, a superior court judge disqualified Fulton County from presiding over the prosecution of Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones. Why? Because Fannie Willis endorsed his political opponent, Democrat Charlie Bailey. Definitely a conflict of interest. In the order, the judge notes that there was an actual conflict of interest. The conflict is actual because any criminal investigation into then-Senator Jones plainly benefits Bailey's campaign, of which the district attorney is an open supporter, he wrote. Well, we can flip that article, uh, excuse me, we can flip that argument to the federal level. Because Fannie Willis is clearly a supporter of Joseph Robinette Biden. And even if it's not a supporter of Joseph Biden, she's clearly a supporter of the DNC and the Democrat Party. And then you have the various visits that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, her lover that was uh, previously a personal injury lawyer, uh, who met with Joseph Robinette Biden's White House counsel during the time that that special grand jury was meeting and convening. Uh, and you also have the rumors of the call that was made directly to Fannie Willis that said you must indict tomorrow because we've got to cover up the bad news, the bad press of these IRS whistleblowers who came out and said that the DOJ completely screwed the pooch on the Hunter Biden investigation. So what is the standard? Well, it's not that deep if you uh, really want to get down to it. The standard to disqualify Fulton County here is not whether Fannie Willis actually made her decisions to benefit Nathan Wade. We don't need to know because in a court of law, in a situation like this, it's not the actual intent. It's the appearance of impropriety. It's the appearance or the insinuation that you might be doing it for that reason, because it's plausible that when she made the exact same choices without the personal relationship, that she would have continued to behave in the same way. Now, if her choices extend to or prolong the investigation to benefit her romantic partner, who, again, is paying for meals, is paying for vacations, uh, maybe is uh, buying Fannie Willis a Tesla or, or two. Well, that, my friends, is an actual conflict of interest. So Fleischman noted that when a Georgia judge was found to be having sex with a public defender outside the courthouse, <laughs> I don't know if that means that they were in the parking lot or if it just meant that they, they met after hours. But just because it was determined that they were actually having sex, the courts found that his sexual contact required new trials for the accused. I believe I might have reported on this at the time. This was uh, some maybe six months ago or something. Uh, it, it, it was determined that the the the, uh, uh, the the public defender and the judge were in a secret sexual relationship and they never disclosed it. They never bothered to tell anybody. And she had a ton of cases that came before him. So every single one of those cases had to be retried. And it caused a massive headache. Not only think about the victims, first of all, uh, what if those people were really guilty and they deserved to get the sentences they did? Uh, or what if the people that were convicted were not guilty? And they were just convicted because it was the, the boyfriend of the public defender, uh, who was, uh, sitting there on, uh, 
who was sitting there on the bench. So he might let people off because he loves his girlfriend and he just wants to make her happy. Uh, or he might throw a case because she doesn't like the client and believes that he's guilty. So it's merely the appearance of a potential conflict of interest. Just as here, the guilt or innocence of those accused was irrelevant. The conflict of interest requires a new trial. So he predicted that Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee in February would likely disqualify Fannie Willis and her entire office, which would make it difficult to try Trump before the 2024 election. And I sincerely believe that's what's going to happen. He concludes by saying, but even if everything goes as smoothly as humanly possible, it's going to be difficult to imagine trying the former president before the November election. And it's also possible the case may go to someone who will choose to dismiss it. Why? Because it's not even legitimate. Okay. Let her off or get her. <laughs> I, I think that Fannie Will Fannie Willis is getting off plenty in the off hours. Who knows? Maybe they're even like meeting like during the day. I mean, why wouldn't they? I, she's got an office. I'm sure she's got a couch. So this case is tainted now because of the appearance of a conflict of interest. This personal relationship uh, and I might add the contacts that Fannie and her boy toy have had with the White House and White House counsel. The entire thing, the entire thing needs to be dismissed. Now, they're saying without prejudice, but I believe that the case should be dismissed with prejudice because it's clear that the case never would have been brought if it wasn't for the interaction with the White House and the White House counsel for Joe Biden. They essentially coached Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade on how to write these indictments and to do it in the most damaging way possible. But these allegations of impropriety, at the very least, mean that this case should be dismissed. Another prosecutor should have it assigned to them, and they should have the decision on whether or not to bring it again. Now, I don't think that any reasonable prosecutor would have brought these charges against President Trump and all of his uh, alleged co-conspirators, the 17 co-defendants. And Mike Roman, this guy, I cannot wait until I can interview this guy, because uh, this is such a bombshell story. Uh, I, I want to know where he got it. I want to know how he came across this information. Uh, but this is simply explosive, and, and that's not even uh, you, you know trying to be uh, overly dramatic about it. Because these are breaches of the district attorney's loyalty oath. These are egregious instances of self-dealing, and all of them can be independently corroborated through a variety of court filings and, of course, the evidence to show that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade actually went on these cruises. And then, of course, you've got Fannie Willis's testimony about to come up in the divorce proceedings. Now, there is that remedy that I mentioned early on in this segment. Under the Georgia State Constitution, Article 5, Section 3, Paragraph 4, the Attorney General shall... Present the state in the Supreme Court in all capital felonies and in all civil and criminal cases in any court when required by the governor. Now, Governor, governor Brian Kemp essentially has the ability to make some sort of recommendation and actually take 
action against Fannie Willis. In fact, he has a constitutional duty because it's enshrined in the Georgia state constitution. He needs to send the attorney general, Chris Carr, into Fannie Willis's office, the district attorney's office, make sure that everything's clean before he gets there, guys, to clean up this mess and do so immediately. Because the the other possibility here is that the Fulton County District Attorney, Fulton County is already a very corrupt county, Fulton County District Attorney's office and the state of Georgia risk irreparable damage and losing the public's confidence in the integrity of not only this proceeding, but any proceeding in the future. And then, of course, by extension, because President Trump is involved in this, the American justice system has the appearance of being completely foobarred. And I don't think that this is anything new. This is exactly the state of American justice. It is not blind. It is not even-handed. It is seriously and, and ultimately directed at one side and one side only. If you are a Republican, if you're a conservative, more specifically, if you identify as an America firster, If you believe in making America great again and you voted for Donald Trump, well, then you better watch out because that means that not only your local police, your county prosecutors, your state AG, or maybe even the FBI and the Department of Justice might be coming to destroy your life. Because how dare you stand up in the face of the American regime, the Biden authoritarian dictatorship that is currently running D.C. like a fascist playground. This is true. All of these things about Brian Kemp's obligations Fannie Willis's appearance of having a conflict of interest, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office and the entire justice system here in the United States falling apart. It doesn't matter whether or not it can be proved, because, again, it is the appearance of impropriety. Mike Roman has made these allegations, and this is something that he could very easily be sued for if it turns out that it's not true. So I tend to believe that this is definitely true. And they're also fairly well spelled out in these uh, court documents that he put on the record. Now, Fulton County also has their own rules of professional misconduct regarding those conflicts of interests. And their code of ethics says no officer shall, by his or her conduct, give reasonable basis for the impression that any person can improperly influence him or her or unduly enjoy his or her favor or flavor in that performance of any official acts or actions. And again, it appears that Joe Biden, the White House, and the White House Council, ipso facto, the entire federal government of the United States of America, has been operating in collusion with Fannie Willis and her boy toy, Nathan Wade, to take down Donald Trump. And then, of course, you have the favor that's been granted to Nathan Wade by Fannie Willis because he's digging tunnels and she's paying him nearly a million dollars a year. So, in other words, even the appearance of impropriety is sufficient to disqualify any officer from a proceeding whereby such misconduct could raise significant doubts about the integrity and fairness of the process at large. And my friends, we certainly have that right here. Now, 
If we take a look at Nathan Wade's past history, he has regularly vowed to the standard himself. For example, according to the Marietta Daily Journal, back in 2016, Nathan Wade stated publicly that if there's an appearance, just a mere appearance of impropriety, and there's a request for recusal, just do it. Because by not doing it, what you're doing is hurting the county in the long run. You're costing the taxpayers a lot of money. And if anyone knows about costing the taxpayers a lot of money, it's going to be Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis, even though this was several years ago. But these statements were made in specific to a Cobb County Superior Court judge, Reuben Green, who Wade had uh, appeared before a number of times. And much like the conflict of interest that Wade is facing right now, Green had been accused of having conflicts of interests that drew a variety of ethics complaints. Do you live in Georgia? Are you a resident of Fulton County, Georgia? Would you be willing to make an ethics complaint to the Fulton County Courthouse or to the state's attorney general about the appearance of impropriety in Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade's case against Donald Trump and his 17 co-defendants? If you do and you will and would, then please, I urge you to go ahead and do it. Because Nathan Wade, by his own rationale, he should simply step aside. Because there's been a request, there has been a claim that's been made, we need to get these people out of there, because this is not justice, this is not truth, this has nothing to do with equal application of the law, this is once again another witch hunt brought us, brought onto us, by Joe Biden's regime in collusion with the district attorney and the special prosecutor that was hired simply because Fannie Willis liked him. So facts of impropriety include some of the following. Shameless self-dealing. I wonder if the uh, payments made to Nathan Wade, which then get brought back to Fannie Willis, would, uh, would count under that portion of it. Inexperience. Well, We know Nathan Wade was not a prosecutor before. He was a personal injury attorney. He had no RICO experience. I'd say that qualifies as inexperience. Failure to disclose financial information. I don't know that he would have had a a duty under his position to tell anybody what he was getting paid. Uh, But, you know, I mean, if everybody's doing the same job and there's three of these people there and they find out that uh, that he's making nearly twice what they are, I think, you know, maybe that might come into play. Mm. This one should be rather familiar. Romantic dalliances. Yes, that's right. Romantic dalliances. That's exactly what we have going on there. And then there are a whole bunch of other egregious abuses of office that uh, all of this stuff could fall under. So these doubts, all of these doubts about the impropriety of these charges against Donald Trump. We've had questions about this from the very beginning because this investigation was launched into President Trump's conduct in the weeks before he was unceremoniously ousted from the presidency. They've been planning to bring these charges for a very long time, and the only reason they finally did was because they were under the duress of the current regime. And an overwhelming majority of Americans, if you ask them, We all believe that Fannie Willis and this investigation has nothing to do with law and order and everything to do with political motivation. The facts confirm this suspicion beyond a reasonable doubt. Donald Trump is innocent. His co-defendants are innocent. And the only thing that makes any sense is to dismiss this case and never bring it up again. So just take that to heart. If you are a resident of Georgia, I urge you, please make an ethics complaint. Uh, I, I don't exactly know where you would go to make that ethics complaint. 
but I'm certain that you could do it at the county and at the state level. Both. I would urge you to do both. Just Simpin says, hey, at least Fanny's a good tipper. <laughs> Sounds like Nathan's a good tipper, too. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, let me say thank you to Sean Joe. Thank you for the cookie. Liberty Bells says, thank you for all your hard work. I watch your interviews with Ivan praying for good outcomes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hope you guys saw the interview with Ivan last night. I thought it was eye-opening. It's always great to kind of war game the possible outcomes that we might have. Some people get very upset if you uh, consider the possibilities uh, in a negative sense of what could happen. But uh, as I was saying last night, I, I think that the more attention we draw to the various schemes the deep state could hatch against Donald Trump, the less likely it is that they're going to be able to successfully carry it out. Can you imagine if in the weeks leading up to uh, JFK's assassination, somebody was going on national television and saying, hey, they're going to assassinate President Kennedy in Dallas. They're going to uh, choose a patsy and they're probably going to say that the shots came from the school book depository. I tend to think that the deep state at that time would have chosen a different uh, time and place to go ahead and do that. Or maybe he never would have been assassinated at all. All right. Also, uh, WD-40 says, thank you for your help, RP. Much love. Working on it, brother. Keep being you and killing it, bro. Awesome, man. Uh, whatever I did, I don't know if you're talking about the show or if we talked off air, but, uh, if I helped you off air, then, uh, awesome, man. I'm glad that it, uh, I'm glad it's working. Um, I have an idea who you might be if it's you who sent me the email, uh, and I replied just before I went to GART, then send me another email so we can talk about it off air because I do want to know how you're doing. All right, so this is a revelation. You think it was bad that the White House had their dirty little fingers in this uh, Rico pie down there in Georgia? Well, it appears that the January 6th committee also inserted itself into Fannie Willis's case against Trump uh, around mid-April. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Go back to spring of 2022. Georgia prosecutors are investigating Trump over his alleged attempts to overthrow the election in 2020. And it wasn't just them. They got a boost from the January 6th committee. In mid-April of 2022, some of the staff on the January 6th committee took a trip down to Georgia and met with attorneys on that case in Fulton County. They met with Fulton County staff, Fannie Willis's staff. This is right about the time that she was preparing to convene the original special counsel jury investigation. And it was during that Initial grand jury that she hired her alleged boyfriend, Nathan Wade. And, of course, he also coordinated directly with the Biden White House. So Fanny herself coordinated with both the January 6th committee and the White House, and both of them helped her assemble that case against President Trump. Now, according to Politico, another left-wing organization, the January 6th committee attorneys allowed Fannie Willis's team to review but not keep a limited set of evidence they had gathered. So that is to say they put together a narrative, they constructed it out of whole cloth, and then they invited Fannie Willis's team and her to come on in and take a look at what they'd done so that they could then go back and see how they could best integrate it into their own case against Donald Trump. So Over the next few months, this wasn't a one-time issue, committee staff had a series of phone calls with Fannie Willis's team. They answered the prosecutor's questions. 
They shared insight on matters like President Trump's uh, electors gambit and his efforts to allegedly pressure Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. We know that that is fake news because they tried to make up a whole story about it. But both of those things ultimately did not turn out uh, to do anything to solve the election issues that we were having. But they did result in the criminal charges that Fannie Willis brought against President Trump and his 17 co-defendants. But the, the contacts that Fannie Willis had also helped prosecutors prepare for interviews with key witnesses. The January 6th committee coached them on what to ask those witnesses. This coordination between the Willis DA team and the January 6th committee has been described by two former committee officials, both, unfortunately, on condition of anonymity. Timing, which has been corroborated by new court filings in Fannie Willis's case against President Trump and now the 14 co-defendants. Interestingly, the January 6th committee helped Fannie Willis's team in the early stages while at the same time they were simultaneously rejecting DOJ requests for material in a separate criminal probe of Trump's actions surrounding the 2020 election. And that's because the committee itself was worried that federal prosecutors might have been required to disclose the committee's carefully curated evidence in ongoing criminal cases related to January 6th. This coordination with Fannie Willis was not, again, in the interest of serving justice. It was the interest of screwing Trump to the greatest degree possible and not having to tell anybody about it. If they would have been forced to show this alleged evidence to the uh, federal uh, uh, to, to the U.S. attorneys uh, that were working on these January 6 cases and then January 6 defendants would have gotten access to it, perhaps it would have screwed the pooch on the whole thing and the January six defendants would already be out and President Trump never would have had to go through this. Now, Willis initially rejected congressional GOP efforts to disclose her team's contact with the January 6th committee. In fact, she called her investigation an affront to well-established principles of federalism and separation of powers. Uh, of course, it's okay when she wants to talk to federal investigators, but should federal investigators want to talk to her? Sorry, hun, you can't look at my books. You cannot and will not be provided access to any non-public information about this, she told the House Judiciary Committee in a December letter. Uh, Chairman Benny Thompson had previously described staff-level contacts between his panel and the prosecutors working for Fannie Willis back in early April of 2022. He also told reporters that he wasn't aware of how extensive those contacts were. He probably had his his plebs do it. He wanted to have that plausible deniability, a separation, if you will. And uh, Thompson also told Politico he did not know about the in-person visit that took place Initially, and of course, Fannie Willis's office is not talking about this in the same way she's not talking about her boyfriend getting paid biggie bigly on the backs of the Georgia taxpayers and, of course, her profiting and going on cruises all over the world. But after 18 months, the January 6th committee amassed hundreds of witness interviews, which have now become key evidence in a variety of legal strategies trying to take down President Trump. Now, according to Saul Weisenberg, a former prosecutor working on Ken Starr's probe of Bill Clinton, the nature of the cooperation between the Willis team and the January 6th panel is not normal. In fact, it's highly unusual. 
To me, that is a highly unusual level of specific cooperation. They're using what's supposed to be a congressional investigation in aid of a prosecution. Because, of course, Congress can't prosecute anyone. But, of course, they can help out the ones who can. If we go back to December, December 7th of 2021, Fannie Willis rung up Benny Thompson's office to ask for help with that Trump probe. She said, hey, I want to meet in person. And then it was four months later that her team visited Washington, D.C. and met with the staff working for Benny Thompson and the committee. Nathan Wade, the lover of Fannie Willis, documented the meeting in an invoice that he submitted to her office. Uh, Team meeting conference with January 6th. Research legal issues to prep interv- intervention. Reads one line item from April 18th to April 21st. We had two committee officials telling Politico that Willis's team met with committee staff in April. That included some of Willis's top prosecutors, including Wade and Donald Wakeford. Now, the invoice from Wade became public knowledge in this motion to dismiss that was filed by Mike Roman. Uh, and Roman's attorney is the one who alleged that Willis and Wade had that romantic relationship. Now, the topics that Willis's team and the January 6th committee uh, discussed uh, are, of course, now the subject of her famous RICO indictments against President Trump. And at the end of the day, congressional Republicans have now as a result of this information coming out, began to seek more details about Fannie Willis and the committee's cooperation. All right, you guys, we have to take a break for the second half of the show. Stick around. I'll be back on the other side. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, and we are back. So, continuing on, I mentioned that there is likely to be when it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Some blowback 
Not between Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis, but between Fannie Willis and the Fulton County court system. So she's likely going to be brought before the judge as early as February, and he's going to be asking her the truth about what she actually did. So this RICO case against President Trump is likely to go nowhere. Uh, I have not been worried about this RICO case ever since it was filed. I knew it was fake. I knew it was fraudulent, and I knew that President Trump would be able to overcome it. But I got to be honest with you, I did not see this happening. So this improper relationship is going to be the subject of this court hearing that we look forward to seeing in February. And believe me, if it is broadcast live, I will be broadcasting it live here on the channel. We do have a video from Fox News discussing uh, what likely we can expect. So let's go ahead and take a listen. She hired her romantic partner as a top prosecutor in Georgia's Trump election meddling case. A judge is expected to set a February court date to hear those arguments. Steve Harrigan following the story live in Atlanta. Hi, Steve. Dana, that drama certainly is heating up here in Georgia. The judge in charge of the election interference case here has said there will be a hearing as early as February to look into the possible relationship between the Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis, and a prosecutor she hired, Nathan Wade, to see if there was anything improper there and whether the DA benefited from that relationship financially as well. You've given $654,000 to somebody who is your romantic partner. You didn't disclose that. There were points in this case where you had special grand juries and other things that extended the amount of time to bring the case that also financially benefited him. And a person looking at the case might wonder, did you make those decisions to benefit your romantic partner? Even if she would have made the same decisions otherwise, that's an actual conflict of interest. So far, Willis has neither confirmed nor denied that there was a relationship between the two. She also said the accusations are racially motivated. Now, there is going to be a hearing later this month. Wade is going through a divorce. Several media companies are trying to get those divorce records unsealed to see if there is evidence. I cannot wait to get my hands on those divorce records. I thought that they were going to have something from the judge in there. So no bother. We're going to. Uh, so, Jixie, um Posted, and I'm sorry, I want to put your, your Jixer Trickster. That's it. Jixer Trickster. Okay, so this is coming from Amazing Polly, Vivix Roy Vant, joined with Arbutus, Lipid Nanoparticle Company supplying mRNA vax makers in 2018. The new company was called Gen, Genevant. Here is the SEC filing. Okay, so let's go ahead and take, oh gosh, and this is going to be dense. Uh, tell you what, guys. I'm going to go through this off air so that I can go ahead and present it in a coherent manner. But uh, Jixer Trickster, thank you so much for dropping that for me. I appreciate it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the ongoing saga. Another soap opera coming out of Washington, D.C. This one is with Hunter Biden. Now, I'm sorry, hold on. I need to clip my nose hairs. These uh, <laughs> these the, my mustache is getting up in there and it's uh, it's itching. So. You may have noticed that a long-haired, disheveled-looking gentleman was sitting next to Hunter Biden when he crashed the congressional committee hearing the other day before unceremoniously getting up and walking out as some of the uh, strong uh, Republican women on that committee began to call him out and take him to task. That was the, quote, uh, lawyer for Hunter Biden, the man who paid his tax bills and the man who has uh, apparently had a number of dealings with Hunter Biden. But 
the connections to Hunter Biden's connections and Joe Biden's White House continue to deepen. We know about Hunter Biden's art show that he had where he sold uh, tens of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars of his bad, um, uh, I guess, I don't know, you'd say like a store or, or excuse me, street corner type art. At that uh, that art gallery, which I believe was someplace in California. Well, it turns out that Hunter Biden's art dealer uh, not only has a relationship with Hunter Biden, but also with Joe Biden. I guess that he called Joe Biden and met with him at the White House. Now, this does not look good for Hunter Biden. And to be fair, it doesn't look good for Joe Biden either, because we already knew that the customers of Hunter Biden's art opening were essentially all Biden donors. They were bailing Hunter Biden out because they want to inject as much money into the Biden criminal crackpot fund as they possibly can. But these new reports now show us that Joe Biden actually met with Hunter's art dealer. And the Biden White House has claimed that there were all sorts of ethical measures in place to avoid the what? The appearance of any corruption. But now it looks like that's a total lie. Uh, Because in the same way that prosecutors and officers of the court uh, must not ever have the appearance of impropriety or corruption. Well, this is the kind of thing that you generally would expect out of the president of the United States. But unfortunately, Joe Biden doesn't play by the same rules because he's not the president. He is the resident of the United States. So the art dealer who sold Hunter Biden's paintings told Congress that President Joe Biden both called and met him at the White House as he was in the midst of pitching Hunter's artwork and that the first son also made an unusual request to be informed about who bought his pieces. This is according to testimony that was given behind closed doors, and it directly undercuts the White House narrative of how these sales went down. The Biden White House repeatedly told the public Hunter Biden's art sales were covered by an ethics agreement to ensure that they were at arm's length from the first family. Joe Biden and the rest of the Bidens, they had nothing to do with it. Even Hunter wasn't supposed to know who was actually buying the pieces, that it was all blinded to the identity of the buyers. Well, that's not true. None of it is true. George Berger, who is the owner of the prestigious Berger Art Galleries based in New York and Berlin, sold Hunter Biden's paintings from 2020 to 2023. And when asked, he told congressional impeachment investigators that the first son likely knew the identity of 70 percent of the buyers, the largest of whom were Democrat donors, and that Hunter Biden's first contact made an unusual request When the whole sad saga started, Ward Clark comments at Red State, there is another piece of evidence as to the nature of the Biden crime family. Joe Biden is the most corrupt political figure in American history since Huey Long. And considering that's an aggregation that includes Bill and Hillary Clinton, that is really saying something. As for whether those chickens ever come home to roost, well, that's anyone's guess. Sure, the House has initiated an impeachment investigation, and sure, Hunter is being dragged in to testify to Congress, and we have covered all of those Hunter Biden issues and more into the bargain bin right there in these virtual pages. But will any of the Bidens see any real consequences from any of these shenanigans? I truly don't believe that the Biden family will receive any sort of 
real, tangible justice as long as it's the Biden regime being run in the Biden Justice Department by people who are loyal to him and to the deep state itself. However, I think all bets are off when President Trump comes back to office. And there is also the question about Hunter Biden's continued usage of drugs and his illegal purchase of firearms. It's now come out that FBI investigators found nose candy, the the sweet, sweet Colombian cocaine on the firearm pouch that Hunter Biden was using. The same fire. Shoot. Hold on. They 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 locked me out of the story. Uh, the same firearm pouch that the gun was contained in when his crackhead ex-sister-in-law, then-girlfriend, threw that gun away in the trash at the Safeway. So, the gun charges against Hunter Biden have now taken a very interesting turn. And the reason we learned about this is because federal prosecutors are urging the judge to reject the efforts of Hunter Biden and his legal team to dismiss those charges against him. Because they revealed that the brown leather gun pouch Hunter Biden used tested positive for cocaine residue. Now, that doesn't mean that Hunter Biden was storing cocaine in his gun pouch, but it certainly means he was using cocaine at the same time he was handling guns. And it also further uh, drives home the prosecution's case. That being that Hunter Biden was a drug user and uh, not allowed by nature to purchase that firearm. And he certainly should not have been doing lines or smoking rocks and handling a gun. Uh, who knows what could have happened? He could have shot a kid, could have shot himself or his uh, ex-sister-in-law, then girlfriend. But last year, Hunter Biden was indicted on those federal gun charges, and he faced the indictment in Delaware on three counts related to the possession of a firearm while using drugs. This is now an open and shut case. We already know it was Hunter Biden's gun. We have the records to prove that uh, he definitely was using it. We also have his own personal testimony about his usage of crack cocaine and many other drugs, also frequenting of prostitutes who were actually human trafficking victims. And now we also have cocaine on the gun pouch itself, which even further solidifies the case against him. So, These charges include the count of making the false statement when he initially purchased the gun. We also have one count of making a false statement related to information required to be kept by a licensed federal firearms dealer. And then we have one count of possession of a firearm by a person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance. Two of these counts carry a maximum sentence in prison, not in jail, of 10 years. And the third count has a maximum of five years. So served concurrently, the max that Hunter Biden could serve would be 10 years. I don't expect that to happen. Uh, but if they were stacked, then Hunter Biden could be looking at 25 years in prison. And Hunter has pled not guilty to all three of these charges. In the same way, he's pled not guilty to all of the tax evasion charges that he is uh, undoubtedly going to be facing here very soon. Uh, even if The Justice Department and certain key prosecutors across the country are protecting Hunter Biden. All it's going to require is a couple of good attorneys and a couple of really good judges who are willing to take an honest look at this case and give Hunter Biden the punishment that he deserves. Now, if this was any other person, 
they would be looking at almost assuredly prison time. And you put that together with Hunter Biden's past record, his his past record of flaunting the law and continuing to get away with things simply because he was the son of Joe Biden. He should have had a much larger rap sheet and criminal record by this point. So the likelihood of him getting prison time as a result of these charges would be even higher at the end of the day. But If we look back at uh, the stories that were initially printed in October of 2020 when the Hunter Biden laptop came out and we learned about all of this stuff, did you even think that by 2024 – We would actually see Hunter Biden charged in a variety of jurisdictions uh, on both state and federal charges. Uh, I know that I certainly didn't, because at that time, the DOJ was not even willing to admit that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Well, guess what, guys? In the court proceedings, the Department of Justice has finally acknowledged that the Hunter Biden laptop is legitimate. This is a first And the revelation is, of course, coming from Joe Biden's own Department of Justice. I wonder if YouTube will give me my channel back now. I don't think so. I think that is a foregone conclusion. They will never give it back. But the legitimacy of Hunter Biden's infamous laptop data is now immortalized in the court record, if not out here on the Internet. This filing came out yesterday from DOJ prosecutors, and it's in response to Hunter Biden's request to have all of those firearm charges dismissed. In this filing, they acknowledged the legitimacy of all of the data they found on Hunter Biden's laptop prior to the 2020 election. And what's funny is that they didn't even need the laptop because they already had the information. The IRS and the FBI had put together search warrants for the tax violations that Hunter had uh, had, had failed to remedy. And that led them to finding their way to a variety of different backup accounts for the data that Hunter Biden was keeping on his iPhone and on those laptops. So additionally, the documents note that investigators later came into possession of that laptop that was so controversial. Remember, that was a Russian disinformation campaign, allegedly. 51 current and former intelligence officials said that it had all the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. They deleted my channel, my freaking channel. They deleted my Twitter account. They deleted so many other quality, truth-dedicated, independent citizen journalists because it was too dangerous for the truth to get out. They tried to say that we were spreading Russian lies, that we were fake news. Well, guess what? The truth that we've always known, that the fake news media is the real fake news, that Joe Biden and the Biden crime family are criminals, and that the CIA has essentially captured the United States of America in a fascist and authoritarian regime. All of it's true. The only thing that's not true is that Zach Payne, owner and host of Red Pill 78, Red Pill News, Monday through Thursday, 5 p.m., was not bringing you fake news. Zach Payne was telling you the truth. And if we go back to the laptop itself, when they came into possession of it, they they admitted in the documents that Biden had left this laptop at a computer store, emphasizing that the investigators had already obtained a large portion of that data from Apple. This makes it even worse. Because what it means is that both the FBI and the IRS, even before the laptop story broke, they had all of the data 
showing the crimes of the Biden crime family, showing the, the crimes of Hunter Biden himself. And they put it all together and they did absolutely nothing with it. Nothing. They did nothing with it. And then they tried to destroy people who just wanted to tell the truth. People who were just trying to inform the American public about the lies of the federal government, about the lies of the FB lie. (laughs) In August of 2019, IRS and federal investigators at the FBI obtained a search warrant for tax violations for the defendant's Apple iCloud account. This is also before Rudy Giuliani had the laptop. In response to that warrant, in September of 2019, Apple provided backups of data from various electronic devices that had been backed up to Hunter Biden's iCloud account. Investigators also later came into possession of the defendant's Apple MacBook Pro, which had been left at the computer store. A search warrant was also obtained for the laptop, and the results of the search were largely duplicative of information investigators had already obtained from Apple. So following that initial report on the laptop, following my videos and other people's videos reporting on the true nature of what was contained in that laptop, after the report that came out from the New York Post, the backlash from Democrat and federal government officials, various media outlets and social media platforms, they had to start shutting it down. The operatives in the Democratic Party and their allies in the fake news media worked overtime to cast the findings on that laptop as Russian disinformation. And they alleged that the reporting on it was from a pro-Trump election interference op. So that's when the letter had to come out. 51 former intelligence officials who lied to the American people, who falsely claimed That the letter contained evidence of the hallmarks of a Russian information operation. You know, anything can have the hallmarks of anything else. All right, so you're drinking a Coke. It's got all the hallmarks of a Pepsi, right? I mean, it's a cola. But it doesn't mean that it's a Pepsi. Just because you tell me it's got the hallmarks of some other soda. The whole thing. I'll tell you, the the real information operation, the real election interference operation was on behalf of the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, and, of course, the DNC. This Russian disinformation narrative got pushed out by officials on both sides. There were Republicans out there who were saying that this wasn't real. I got trashed. (laughs) I had a friend, a neighbor. Uh, He did not believe me that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Oh, I I heard that it was a Russian disinformation operation. Okay, well, no. That didn't happen. It was always real. The whole thing was real. Joe Biden, remember remember the debate with uh, with Donald Trump when Joe Biden went on stage and said hey, Russian propaganda it was one of the only things he actually said in a coherent manner. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you can probably name any social media site that you can think of. And they shut down accounts. They shut down creators. They shut down the New York Post. Politico put out their own article saying it was a fake story. They used the letter and the words of the 51 CIA officers who wrote that letter. President Joe Biden said it was Russian disinformation during the campaign. And uh, also he used that letter from those 51 intelligence officials as justification, support for his argument. But the rumors of Russian interference circled. And the FBI 
while they allowed those rumors to circle, reportedly knew with 100% certainty that the contents of that laptop about the statements and information coming from Tony Bobolinsky. So they had interviewed Bobolinsky on October 23rd, 2020. This is after everything started breaking. And it was in that interview that he also separately claimed that the authenticity was real. This was Hunter Biden's laptop. The contents of that laptop were not Russian disinformation. Why? Because he was doing business with the Biden crime family. He was involved in those messages. Hunter Biden, Tony Bobolinsky, Joe Biden, and their Chinese business partners were frequently communicating. He also had additional records on multiple cell phones. Tony Bobolinsky didn't just have a personal story. He had physical evidence. He had electronic evidence. Tony Bobolinsky had the goods on everybody. And the FBI and the DOJ put a lid on it. They just ignored it. They turned away from the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. And then there was also IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley. He also came forward earlier this year. Well, early last year or late, mid to late last year now, uh, confirming the authenticity of that laptop, uh, which, again, after he confirmed the authenticity of the laptop, that's when the White House or the White House counsel called Fannie Willis and said, hey, honey, Fannie, you need to indict tomorrow. We need Trump indicted because we got to cover up the revelations coming out of this IRS whistleblower. Now, these new filings, this is all part of Hunter Biden's trial. The gun charges for Hunter are, are he's being asked for them to be dropped. I think it's going to be even less likely that those charges are going to get dropped now because there's cocaine residue on there. And uh, we need we need to see Hunter Biden go down. I don't care if this trial takes forever. I think he's going to try to drag it out as long as possible. That's fine, Hunter. Drag it out until the Trump administration 2.0. And then let's see what the Justice Department does with your case. I'd like to go ahead and see it. So Hunter Biden is now being given the opportunity uh, to come in voluntarily for a uh, a, a new subpoena. Uh, and frankly, I don't think Hunter Biden deserves the opportunity to come back in for a second round. I think then Ivan Raiklin also thinks that that the sergeant at arms should arrest Hunter Biden and hold him in the jail at the uh, the basement of the house. So Ivan was, of course, present the other day when Hunter Biden showed up. He asked Hunter Biden what kind of crack he smoked. I don't know how many different types of crack there are, but if there is gourmet crack, primo crack, then I bet you Hunter Biden's getting it. But let's take a look at some videos from Ivan and uh, his his time there uh, in the house and uh, some videos that he took. So let me make this full screen and uh, here we go. You ready? Let's go. What style of crack pipe do you use, Mr. Biden? Who's your crack supplier, Mr. Biden? 
What are you going to do when the House Sergeant in Arms deputizes some folks to conduct a live stream raid similar to what was done to Roger Stone as they raid you to compel you to testify before Congress, Mr. Biden? Can you answer that, please? Sir, are you still receiving money from China and Ukraine, Mr. Biden? Sir? I I just want to point out, Ivan is actually asking these questions. He's right behind Hunter Biden as he's saying it. This is not an overdub. He was actually asking Hunter Biden these questions as he stood behind him. And if you don't think that Hunter Biden heard him, uh, you got another thing coming. Other nations, Romania. How close are you with Jeffrey Epstein, Mr. Biden? Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks for the roof. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name. Eight years in the making, patiently waiting to blow. This taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime, it's equally dope. You won't believe that comes out of this kid's throat. He's not your everyday on the block. He knows how to work with what he's got, making his way to the top. He don't think it's a common on his name. People keep asking him, was it? Given that Bertha doesn't stand for an act, but no, he's living proof. What a rock in the booth. Him and his crew are known around as one of the best. Dedicated to what they do and give 100%. Forget Mike, nobody really knows how. Why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note And he writes every line And I've seen him at work When that light goes on in his mind It's like a design It's written in Okay, so no matter what you think about Ivan He is there in Congress Doing the hard work Trying to keep these people in the hot seat So that they actually do the things That we want them to do You better believe that Ivan is a face that is known on the floor of Congress, and those people see him coming. Now, he mentioned something in there about being deputized and leading a live stream raid on Hunter Biden's home. He's not joking, because in the uh, documents of the uh, House of Congress, the House of Representatives, the Supreme Court has repeatedly upheld Congress's inherent contempt power to fine, detain, and imprison individuals who refuse to comply with a congressional subpoena. In the case of Anderson versus Dunn, the court held that the Speaker of the House may command the sergeant-at-arms to take a non-compliant witness into custody, and that this power is essential to the fulfillment of Congress's duties. Also, in Journey versus McCracken, the court opined that the Senate had authority to legislation and that the Senate had the power to coerce their production by means of arrest. He mentioned being deputized. That is also a power that the sergeant-in-arms has uh, in their duties to fulfill for the Congress. And if Hunter Biden does not want to come forward and testify after the second chance that he's being given by the uh, by the members of Congress that are sitting on this panel, uh, well, then he's just going to have to go ahead and get arrested. Uh, and that's going to be it. All right, so now let's talk about... Javier Millier. Uh, you can tell me in the chat, guys. Um, uh, did somebody get banned? Batman Groiper? <laughs> uh, okay, so. Is anybody out there? Was anybody upset when they saw that Javier Millier was going to be speaking at Davos? 
I guarantee you there's at least one or two people out there. Because I have to admit, when Lisa sent me this over, uh, it, it's about a 30-minute speech, and I watched the whole thing. I don't think we're going to go through and watch the whole thing, but tonight on Altered State, we are going to be talking at length about the World Economic Forum and uh, this most recent meeting in Davos. But Javier Millier, when Lisa sent this over, she said, ah, your boy is speaking at Davos. And, you know, he's not my boy, but uh, I said, and I have said, that uh, I think Javier Millier is going to be exactly what Argentina needs. Based upon my investigation of his uh, his his writings, his record of public statements, and also his personal philosophy, both politically and economically. He is a true libertarian. Uh, and the decisions that he's made thus far in Argentina uh, have uh, confirmed for me that I was correct in my assessment of him. Now, Javier speaking at Davos uh, could have been seen by some as a betrayal of the work that he's been doing <clears throat> to cl- to rip Argentina back from the claws of the collectivist monsters of the deep state and the World Economic Forum. But it's exactly what he did. And when he showed up to speak at Davos, he essentially told the deep state and the globalists to go F themselves. Uh, he called out not only uh, the uh, the culture war, diversity, equity and inclusion, uh, the uh, racial tensions that they're trying to push down our throats, everything. He hit upon all of it. And the very... Very uncomfortable attendees of Davos sat there and listened to it for the entire 30 minutes. So this was not Javier Millier showing up and bowing to Davos, bowing to the World Economic Forum. This was Javier Millier giving a 30-minute presentation blasting the failures of socialism and its presentation in every single venue, in every single government where it's ever been tried. Javier is himself a self-described anarcho-capitalist, and the election that he won in November was based upon his promise to fix the problems that have been present in Argentina for decades at this point. Uh, Now, in his speech, he essentially drove home all of those campaign promises that he made to the people of Argentina, citing all of the issues with the Argentinian government and why it was necessary to change them. He said in his speech, today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it's in danger because those who are supposed to have defended the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Now, he's not wrong, and the global power brokers of Davos, that's what they want to do. They want to rob you of any health, wealth, freedom, or liberty, and they want to transfer that wealth into their own pockets. Kitsko says, hey, Zach, curious how your trip home went from GART. I got off a plane in Tampa at 1 a.m. this morning with an hour and a half drive home, then to Fort Myers to pick up my car this afternoon. So I uh, went I went over that yesterday, Kitsko. Um, I got so I, I, I flew at about 7.40 p.m. California time to Phoenix and then uh, around I don't know. Uh, I think maybe it was like two hours later I flew to Charlottesville 
And I got there at about 5.30 in the morning, Charlottesville time. And then I went to the gate and waited. And then at around 8 a.m., I fell asleep and I missed my flight. It was terrible. And I had to rent a car to drive home from Charlottesville. Uh, I made the executive decision to not buy another ticket because it was going to be another $400. And I would be home um, probably right around the same time. Earlier, I did buy a ticket and I was supposed to be home probably around 3 p.m. No, I'm sorry. I was going to have to go from Charlottesville to Atlanta and then from Atlanta uh, down to Daytona. But they moved that second flight back. And so I would have ended up waiting in Atlanta for another four hours and I would have been home much later. So I just said, I'm just going to drive home. I was so tired uh, and I was kind of worried about falling asleep. Lisa was too, but I, I grabbed some energy drinks and I was able to make it home. And then I brought the car back. It, instead of costing me $400, it cost me, um, about 150 bucks. And I think I get some of that back because some of that is uh, a deposit. All right, so continuing on with Javier Millier's uh, speech calling out the World Economic Forum. He said that the leaders of the Western nations have abandoned the model of freedom for different visions of what we all call collectivism. Do not surrender to the advance of the state. The state is not the solution. The state is the problem itself. You are the true protagonist of this story. And rest assured that as of today, Argentina is your staunch, unconditional ally. Thank you very much. And long live freedom. Damn it. Now, Argentina is currently experiencing its highest rate of inflation in more than three decades, more than 211 percent. And you, when you look at Argentinian um, uh, demographics, two in five Argentines live in poverty that will come to America unless we fend this menace off. Malay is a uh, conservative on a number of key issues like gun control regulations, immigration restrictions, and, of course, smaller government. Smaller government is the key to ensuring the liberty of the populace. He has rejected feminism. Feminism. He's rejected uh, policies uh, that have been put in place by the Davos elite, uh, such as diversity, equity and inclusion. And Javier Millier, I believe he really brought home the fact that the 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 true enemies of freedom were the people who grace that stage at Davos, because the sorts of policies that we see enacted here in the United States and in other Western nations are the policies that have led to the destruction of our quality of life and to these uh, the, these issues of rampant and runaway inflation. Uh, we can't solve the problem by printing more money, uh, because the more money you print, the less valuable the money gets. And, of course, we can't solve the problem by giving people money, because the more money you hand out, the less valuable that money gets. We need to empower people to take on their own. And we can't do that if people are wards of the state. And that's exactly what we have in so many nations all around the world right now. So it was a great speech. I would recommend you go ahead and watch it. As I said, it's about 30 minutes. Let me see if this is a um, a clip here or if it's the full 30 minute speech. Do not surrender to the advance of the state. The state is not the solution. The state is the problem itself. You are the true protagonists of this. All right. So, yeah, that's just the um, the clip from the very end. Um, but I, I really do recommend you guys watch it. Uh, is Rumble being attacked right now, guys? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's it, the problem is not 
rumble itself. The problem is the globalist globalist idiots who want to take down Rumble uh, and who don't want to allow us uh, the ability to have a uh, stable platform. The Senator, let me see if I can find a super-based clip. Let's see. Javier Millier, Weff. Here we go. Let's take a look. Buenas tardes. Good afternoon. What the heck? Thank you very much. Today I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is endangered because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated. So I see people in the chat saying that it's freezing for some people, it's not freezing for other people. The, the great irony is that it wasn't freezing for me, but I just saw it freeze just a moment ago. Uh, so yes, it's not Rumble, it's not my channel, it's the DDoS attacks that Rumble is undergoing, it's bad actors who want to make you frustrated and want to make you turn away from true, real programming that delivers truth. So, continuing. The wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us, Argentines, to testify to these two points. So Javier Millier went on to say that the the problems that we see in the Western world are due to the restrictions of freedom that to the amount of liberty that they have uh, and that they're allowed to uh, to maintain and that the more restrictions that go into their lives, whether it's in government policies that restrict industry, that restrict markets, uh, that restrict your freedom of movement or your freedom of expression, those things all add up to destroy the liberty that you're able to enjoy joy on a daily basis. And all of these things are policies of the World Economic Forum, policies of the globalists, policies of collectivists, policies of the people who want to kill us. Remember Yuval Noah Harari talking about, wow, there's too many people? Uh, th- these, these globalist leaders want nothing more than to see the human race itself exterminated so that their very specific bloodlines can continue on and be served not by plebs like us, but by <clears throat> robots, by automatons. Because robots will never complain. They will never stop working. They only need to go down momentarily for a little bit of maintenance and perhaps a software upgrade. And they don't eat. They don't require a salary. And uh, for them, they want to live in some dystopian feud. Well, in the same way that Javier Millier says that these collectivist experiments have failed and that we reject them, we, to the true nature of the world and the way that they want to destroy and control what remains, is simply not in my 
book. I am not going to allow it to happen. Uh, the people of this movement are not going to allow it to happen. And as far as I'm concerned, the WEF has been put on notice. Uh, this also reminds me of when Donald Trump spoke at the World Economic Forum. Uh, he similarly put the World Economic Forum on notice and let them know that the United States, uh, we're not going to be the ones who allow the New World Order to take over. And it uh, doesn't matter how much they push, doesn't matter how much they restrict, doesn't matter how much they threaten us. They will not be successful. Uh, and in that same way, I think that Joe Biden and the Biden crime family will not be successful. We will be the ones ultimately at the end of the day that are successful and take back our nation. Also, if you're having problems on Rumble, I just want to remind you that Pilled does not seem to be experiencing any problems. I see people hanging out over there on Pilled. See, um, <clears throat> uh, let me see. Sean Joe, thank you very much for the one, two, three cookies. Shovelhead says, true that, Zach, collusion big time. Talking about Fannie Willis in the White House. Shovelhead says, jail that corrupt bitch. <laughs> Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Esther G, good to see you, Esther. She says, glad you're back with Lisa and the fur babies, as am I. Thick Ray, hashtag the truth. A one-month bronze tier from subscription and A from PA just picked it up. So thank you very, very much. Okay, and all right, so. Uh, ex-DOJ prosecutor that was accused of protecting Joe and Hunter Biden. Uh, well, it appears that she has landed on her feet. Thank God for her. Former Delaware Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf, after leaving the Department of Justice amid scrutiny over her role in the Hunter Biden investigation, has joined a Pennsylvania-based corporate law firm. Their name is Ballard Spar LLP, and it appears that they are heavy Democrat donators. We learned this from the changes which recently took place on not only Ballard Spar's website, but also on Leslie Wolf's own LinkedIn account. Uh, this, this is not something that uh, I think anybody should be surprised about. Uh, when you protect the deep state, the deep state takes care of you. Leslie Wolf probably had the Department of Justice. Uh, she probably called in her chips and said, hey, I did my part. Now make sure that I can keep working towards the ends of the deep state, trying to take down Donald Trump and stop the ascension of the America First move about the continuing efforts of Donald Trump. So did you know? Well, I mean, you all know that Donald Trump took Iowa in a, uh, a, a smash and grab the other night. But there was only one county out of 99 that President Trump lost. And there was something just a little bit different about that county. Because uh, in this county, they ran out-of-party switch forums on caucus night. You can take a look here at the uh, map of... Iowa and President Trump won every single county in Iowa except for Johnson County. Uh, that's where Iowa City and the University of Ohio are located. Nikki Haley won that county. So CBS said, uh, it's been an interesting night. They just finished voting. This was a room in favor and Donald Trump, a distant third, the most interesting development of the evening. And Anthony Salvanto, We'll find this to be interesting indeed. They had 50 forms for people who wanted to register tonight to switch their party registration. They ran out of those forms. Members of the caucus team here had to run out to multiple people's homes to get printer paper and get the printers fired up. They printed another 25 or so sheets of the paper. So what does that mean? 
It means that about 75 people that night were new registrations or they had switched their registration from Democrat to Republican in order to vote in the caucus that night. If it wasn't for Democrats voting in the Republican caucus, one of those votes would have gone towards Donald Trump and he would have won every single county in the state of Iowa. That's the only reason that Nikki Haley was lifted up. So that's something that we need to be very cognizant of. And it's something that I've actually heard people warning about here on the channel in recent days. Now, although Nikki Haley won that one county, it's one of 99. And there are not enough votes. There are not enough caucuses. There are not enough primaries across the United States to lift Nikki Haley up to the point where she could potentially beat Donald Trump. They might want you to believe that Nikki Haley is a real viable candidate. They might want you to believe that somebody out there wants Nikki Haley elected as president of the United States. But at the end of the day, the only people who want Nikki Haley in office are Democrats and billionaires who hate Donald Trump. So President Trump is the clear front runner, and pretty much everybody knows it. I guess everybody except for Nikki Haley and the people who are continuing to dump money into her campaign. But Scott Rasmussen from Rasmussen Polls spoke to Just the News, and uh, he is, of course, a prominent and honest pollster and political analyst, uh, and he says that the race is over. He said, you know, if it had been Trump with 40 DeSantis with 30, Haley with 20, well, then I can say that maybe something's going on there, but there is no clear second choice, because President Trump got 52, Nikki Haley got 19.2, they essentially tied for second and third place. It was only President Trump who got more than 50% of the vote. There is no true second place runner up. President Trump's margin of victory, again, was the largest in Iowa history and GOP history. Rasmussen said a big issue for voters in the upcoming primary states is going to be securing the southern border. What was the number one campaign promise that Donald Trump ran on back in 2016 and that he continues to hammer home today? Securing the southern border. What is the number one fault of the Biden regime since immediately coming into office? Failing to secure the southern border. Now, Ron DeSantis may be tough on immigrants, but he's not deporting those immigrants. He's just been sending them north. He's just been making it the problem of different states, of other Americans. Texas is actually dealing with that problem right now. And I need to pull up the article because the federal government is not happy about that. There's actually a showdown in Texas right now regarding that border fight. As you are sure to remember, Texas has recently changed some laws. Uh, Governor Abbott has signed a few things into uh, into law, allowing for local officers and police and uh, even the National Guard to actually work to deport those illegal aliens. It's now a state crime, not just been blocking the federal government, the Border Patrol agents from getting close to the border because it's Biden's Border Patrol that have been cutting down the border fences and allowing the illegals to come streaming through. So the feds are now suing for access to the border and they are giving the state of Texas until January 18th. We are rapidly approaching a massive showdown. That's tomorrow, guys. They sent a strongly worded letter from the Department of Homeland Security to Texas state officials, and they're demanding access to the U.S.-Mexico border. 
This is specifically a, a, a section of land that's been seized by the state of Texas in Eagle Pass, and DHS officials are ordering that the state cease and desist in their efforts to block the Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park. And they also want the state of Texas to remove any of the one it done by the end of day today. Now, it's 647 Eastern Time, but something tells me that the state of Texas is not going to appeal, uh, excuse me, is yes, is not going to appeal to the whims of the Department of Homeland Security and the Biden regime. They claim that their actions are unconstitutional and are disrupting the federal government's operations. This is coming from DHS General Counsel Jonathan E. Meyer, and he wrote this letter to Ken Paxton. Uh, they demand that Texas cease and desist its efforts to block Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park and remove all barriers in the Shelby Park area. Uh, the recent actions by the state of Texas have impeded, there's an emphasis added on impeded, operations of the Border Patrol. Those actions conflict with the authority and duties of Border Patrol under federal law and are preempted by the supremacy clause of the Constitution. Uh, the use of the word impeded by the DHS general counsel could imply a threat of criminal action against officers and agents of the state of Texas who are carrying out the orders of Governor Abbott to secure Shelby Park and prevent the Border Patrol entry into the park and also uh, to stop illegal aliens from coming across that border. If we take a look at the law, federal law 18 U.S. Code 111, it is a federal crime to impede or interfere uh, with certain officers or employees of the federal government. And if we have the state of Texas openly defying Joe by this federal code, then my friends, we have a real fight on our hands. Something that we haven't seen in many, many years here in the United States. And I welcome it. The federal government has been absent, derelict in their duties to secure that border, and they have been implicit in allowing illegals to come across that border. The federal government has given their DHS agents the Border Patrol the very specific regulations and rather than having them uphold their oath to protect the United States of America and the people who live in that area. Continuing on with that law, whoever for section 1114 of this title, while engaged in or on account of the performance of his official duties, shall be fined not more than $5,000 or imprisoned not more than three years or both. Now, uh, Breitbart reached out to the DHS, uh, CBP, and Border Patrol impeded, and they want to know whether it conned If we go back to January 11th, the Texas Military Department seized Shelby Park and Eagle Pass, and they, expo- and they expelled the Border Patrol agents. They said, get the hell out of here. You guys are not doing your job. Now, Border Patrol officials told Breitbart, Texas, that the National Guard was then quickly moved into Shelby Park and Mexican officials and then ended up rescuing migrants in distress and recovering the bodies of three drowned migrants. Well, it's my contention, and I'm sure it's the feelings of the uh, officials in the state of Texas, that those people wouldn't have died and those illegals, not migrants, wouldn't have been in distress if it wasn't for the fact that the Biden regime and the Border Patrol had been absent and derelict in their duties to stop these people from coming across in the first place, rather than cutting down razor wire and allowing them to cross the border, illegally entering the United States of America, they should have done what they're supposed to do, upholding their oath to the Constitution and stopping these people from illegally entering the United States in the first place. 
the Biden regime and U.S. Representative Henry Q. Lahr, a Democrat of Texas, blamed the drownings on Governor Governor Abbott of Texas and his decision to keep Border Patrol agents from accessing the park. You know what I say? If the Border Patrol agents want access to the park, shove them across to the other side. Give them a taste of their own medicine. Let them give that a shot. If they want to help the illegals, then go to Mexico and help them there. They have no place here in the United States of America. And Governor Abbott, what he's doing in Texas is based AF. Continue what you're doing. Of course, the government of Texas considers the characterization of these drownings to be wholly inaccurate. In a timeline that was provided by the Texas Military Department on Sunday, Border Patrol's request to enter the park came after the drownings had already occurred and the bodies of the family were being pulled from the water by Mexican authorities. Uh, the CBP source confirmed the probability of the timeline with te- Breitbart, Texas, and they said that more than likely they had already drowned. There was a lot of moving pieces trying to get state authorities on the phone to gain access uh, at that time. Uh, the DHS letters to the park and lack thereof is what contributed to the drownings. Meyer, the counsel for the DHS, writes, on January 12th, 2024, upon learning from Grupo Beta, this is a group affiliated with the National Institute of Migration of Mexico, that a group of migrants was attempting to cross the river, which was an illegal act, Border Patrol contacted Texas officials and requested access to the border. Texas refused. Why? Because they weren't doing their jobs. Later, a rescue team from Mexico was able to rescue two individuals from that group. Both of them had signs of hypothermia. Three of those people in that party had drowned. Texas has demonstrated that even in the most exigent circumstances, it will not allow Border Patrol access to the border to conduct law enforcement and emergency response activities. No, Texas won't allow the Border Patrol access to the area so that they continue to allow illegal aliens to enter the United States of America. If the Border Patrol was doing their job, those people would have not believed that they were going to be able to come across that frigid water of the Rio Grande, and they would have remained in Mexico where they should have stayed. In an apparent response to that letter from the DHS, Governor Abbott posted this on X. Biden is doing everything possible to eliminate strategies that prevent illegal immigrants from entering our country. Texas will continue to use every tool possible to block illegal immigration. So I think that what we are going to continue to see, my friends, is a fight to the death between Washington, D.C. And I have to say, I am extremely excited to see that happen. Uh, the United States of America is only in existence because the states that make it that federal government. And it's the people of those states that give authority to that federal government and to the state governments as well. And if we withdraw that consent, no longer allowing an illegitimate government to reign over us like lords in a castle, well, then I don't know how they're going to continue to attempt to enforce that authority, which no longer exists. If the federal government of the United States of America doesn't want to do its job and uphold the Constitution and protect the people of this country, then somebody else has got to do it. Somebody else has got to pick up the slack. And Texas is actually picking up the slack. I encourage all of the states along the southern border to do exactly the same thing. And I think that we need to start fighting back against this illegitimate regime. When they decide that they don't want to uphold the laws of the land, well, then we need to make sure that those laws get upheld in an alternative way. 
All right, you guys. Uh, thank you very, very much for being here today. I have no more thank yous to say thank you for over here on the uh, Rumble Rants or on the Foxhole. And I see that the freaking stream is freezing up pretty badly. So let me go ahead and pass out these gold pills. And then I've got to get ready for my episode of Altered State tonight. I have a special guest host filling in with me because Brad is still traveling. He got caught for about 24 hours in Hollywood because his plane got canceled. Eleanor 2000 says, Zach, welcome back. We have missed your news analysis. Bongino today said that CBS quietly reported that DHS admitted this was a lie. The people had drowned long before BP got there. Yeah, that was actually uh, something that we just uh, mentioned here in the article. Uh, DHS for, or excuse me, it already drowned. But of course, the DHS is never going to allow a good crisis to go to waste. I appreciate that, Eleanor. Thank you very much for the kind with us. Join me tonight, 9 p.m. on Badlands Media for another episode of Altered State. We're going to be talking in depth about Davos and the World Economic Forum. Until that time, good luck and God bless. If I don't see you tonight, I hope to see you tomorrow right here, 5 p.m. Eastern, for another episode of Red Pill News. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.